0: Hey listeners, it's Paul Andriola here. Why not join our community at Small Cap Discoveries where we offer our members direct access to some of the best microcap investment opportunities available. Our members are getting access to premium microcap financings, research reports, and direct access to management. Sign up today at www.smallcapdiscoveries.com. Hi everyone, welcome to the Small Cap Discoveries conference call. Today on our call, we have back the CEO, Ali Tajskander from Wishpond to give us an update. Wishpond trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol WISH, and it also trades on the OTC under WPNDF. The company is currently trading at $0.70 cents with about 54 million shares outstanding or about a $38 million market cap. I'd now like to hand it over to Paul Andreola. Hey, Thanks, Trevor. Um, yeah, Ali, uh, we were just joking about this. We saw you exactly a year ago, right. uh, so happy to have you on. Uh, lots has happened since the last time we spoke, uh, including, you know, the recent record quarter, uh, so we, uh, we're glad to have you back and glad to, to sort of talk to you and get, get a, a full update, but before we sort of jump into the any sort of updates, just remind everybody what Wishpond is all about.
1: Sure. Uh, so what Wishpond is, uh, the whole thesis of wishpond is helping uh, businesses of all sizes, especially small businesses with the ability to market themselves effectively online and be able to acquire customers. So basically it's about online sales growth and online uh, marketing. Um, and the idea is that, you know, if you talk to a large company, they have a dedicated marketing team with a chief marketing officer, and you know they have someone who's specialized, or a team specialized in content writing and you know copywriting. They have people specialized in advertising. Um, they they have their own developers. They buy multiple software subscriptions and integrate them together. They have the budget to acquire uh, to to hire marketing agencies and pay them a lot of money for ads and all that. But when you think about your average typical small business owner, they're busy running their own business and um, marketing is not their core area of expertise. They can't uh, sign up and use seven different software subscriptions for marketing that each of them do a small part of it and integrate them together. And and because of that, uh, oftentimes small businesses are not very successful in online marketing. And that's what Wishbone is set up to help them with, with having an all-in-one platform that has all the different pieces that they need to succeed in one platform uh, make it cost effective and help them with the onboarding so that they would be set up the right way. So, um, uh, let me just quickly share this screen just to put it in context. So when you think about online marketing and you are talking to even the small businesses, a lot of times when you ask, what have you done? They might say something along the lines of, Oh, you know, right now I'm not doing anything It's mostly word of mouth. Or, you know, a few months ago, someone told me oh, what I need to do is SEO. And I hired an SEO agency. They did some things that didn't really move the needle. I canceled that. And someone told me it's all about, you know, uh, social media. So I started posting more on social media, but that didn't really work. And someone said it's all about ads. So I did some Google ads and that didn't work. So what they do is a lot of individual tactics and shooting in all different directions, hoping for a silver bullet. And really in marketing, like most, uh, you know, complex things in life there's no silver bullet there are only a thousand lead bullets and large businesses understand this they understand that you need to have a system that feeds itself and it's cohesive and you know it works uh, together so with wish one we say we'll give you the same level of maturity that large companies have that you're competing against so for you to grow you need to be able to attract new leads and we give you all the technology that you need for building your website, running marketing campaigns, contest promotions, setting up pop-ups, forms, to be able to attract leads. Once you attracted, uh, attracted leads, also some with you know our uh, AI powered uh, ad platform, then you want to nurture them because people just because they signed up on a form on your website, they're not necessarily ready to become your customers. So you need to be able to have multiple touch points with them. We have email marketing tools, SMS marketing tools and so forth warm them up and turn them into customers and then you want to use the power of word of mouth and that's another part of our platform referral marketing to get those people who are happy with you to refer and bring other people using uh you, using your business so imagine for example if you're a gym you could say well uh, you know refer and get someone else to sign up for the membership and when they do that you get one month free and they get one month free as well exactly the way dropbox uh, grew So Wishbone gives them all of these tools in one platform, fully integrated. And as part of the onboarding, we also do the heavy lifting. We we use our designers and copywriters and specialists to set everything up, even rebuild their website using Wishbone so that they would be set up for success. When we hand it off to them, they have everything they need to be successful as opposed to here's a software platform, uh, go figure it out yourself. That was way longer uh, introduction on uh, which fund and what we do than uh, you probably were hoping for,
0: <laughs> but, but we covered it well. We covered it well. Excellent. Um, okay, well, let, let's talk about some some of the things that have sort of happened in the last little while. Um, as I touched on earlier, uh, record quarter this last quarter, uh, revenue growth, and it looks like um, you know positive adjusted EBITDA. Um, what what's happening? What's causing
1: uh, sort of this this continued growth in business? Um so I mean we're having strong uh, demand for our products and services uh, we also generate demand we're good at marketing and sales I mean that's what we sell and so we we apply the same thing for ourselves our account executive, our sales people are always busy providing demos of the platform we keep their calendars very uh, uh, busy but it's also a product that is resonating with small businesses quite a bit uh, they do say, "Yeah, I don't want to you know spend so much time managing my marketing. I do need a system. This just makes expand, and you gonna do the heavy lifting. and And because of that, we're getting that continuous success. And the other part of it is that you have to remember, there are, uh, you know we we serve uh, more than four thousand businesses right now. Um and there are millions of small businesses in the world, right? Um, there's There's millions, just e-commerce, let alone other service mm-hmm. providers or b two b businesses. And we have the right solution for them, this is a segment of the market that might not be attracted to a lot of our competitors, We have the right solution for them, and we have a profitable way of. uh, onboarding them into wishbone it costs us $1 to win three and a half dollars of sales right, so we can actually do this quite effectively now let's zoom back a little bit you know, I think, to give a little context uh, for people a refresher if if, uh, some people have followed us we went public a little bit more than two years ago, uh, uh, December. So, you know, two years and two months, let's say. And in this short period, we've gone from 7 mil, 7.9 million dollars of revenue to now close to 25 million revenue run rate, right? So two and a half, three times uh, larger in terms of revenue from in, in this time period. We made five acquisitions this uh, time period. A lot of what I was showing you in terms of the product suite. Some of them we didn't have. We acquired them. We've integrated them to the platform. We're offering it as a bundle package to, to our clients. When we went public, we had 1,700 customers. Now we have more than 4,000 customers, um, and uh, we were profitable when we went public. Uh, but as we raised money and invested in growth, and you know all of those things, we we went into uh, a little bit of uh, negative cash flow for some time, and now we've regained that. Uh, we regained the cash flow positive status. And uh, the company is in a very good place where, um, you know, two and a half million or so uh, cash, our cash is not going down. Even the most recent air that we have uh, been paying, we've been paying in cash so that we don't dilute our stock. Um, and, um, you know, we have a $6 million line of credit from the National Bank of Canada that uh, is fully undrawn. We don't have any debt. Uh, we don't have to go to the market to raise any money to continue our growth. We're growing at about 30 to 40% organically uh, yearly, and that is something that uh, is, is, you know, we're on track to continue uh, seeing for for uh, next one.
0: Now, um, refresh our memory in terms of your business model. Like when you get paid, um, it can we view it as repeat business? Is it recurring revenue? Is it, uh, how, how should an investor look at the, the revenues that you're generating?
1: Almost all of our revenue is recurring or, or more than 90% is recurring MRR business um, and all the five companies that we acquired, we made sure also their revenues uh, MRR, you know, recurring revenue as well is very important for us. The business model basically is that, you know, let's say that case that I talked about, uh, let's say a gym owner who comes to us, uh, if you want to use that example, um, they, Get their website can run on Wishbone and which uh, has one of the best website builders uh, very easy drag and drop platform, so their website can run on Wishbone. If someone wants to book an appointment with one of their personal tra- uh, trainers, just like Calendly, we have our own calendar booking platform as well. Anyone wants to fill a contact us one that would be Wishbone also. Uh, they want to send emails to their members or subscribers, Wishbone email marketing would go out to it. Let's say someone is buying a membership and in the middle of it, they're about to abandon. Then Wishpond text message marketing will send a message to say, hey, come back to complete that. Then the referral marketing we talked about, you know all of that would be part of it. So now when they are signing up to Wishpond, uh, we charge, going back to the business model question, we charge $1,000 upfront to set everything up for them, the initial heavy lifting. And then after that, it's only $300 a month to continue with the, with the platform. And generally, we sign them up on uh, annual terms and uh, renew um, for successive terms. Mm. Now,
0: earlier, you had mentioned uh, MA, uh, and yeah. You've done a number of deals in the past. Um, are you still looking for opportunities? And if so, w- what does the pipeline look like right now? Uh,
1: yeah, so uh, we are looking for MA opportunities, not as much as we were, I would say, mm-hmm. a year ago, just given the the, the market conditions, uh, our own stock price uh, is hugely discounted right now. I think we're trading at one and a half time multiple of this year's forecasted revenue, uh, versus you know some comparables that are above four, four times. So because of that, we want to make sure any acquisition that we have would be accretive. So they would have to be even lower than one and a half, and that's tougher. Uh, and at the same time, we want to we don't want to acquire problem cases. Uh, or the ones that are losing a lot of money, uh, all five acquisitions we've made recurring revenue, we didn't overpay, and all of them profitable. So uh, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to break that, uh, you know, uh, trend. So, um, you know, a year ago, for example, we looked at 350 to 400 different opportunities as part of the M&A pipeline to uh, make the first four acquisitions now we're not really active outbound like before we might mm-hmm. end up becoming active again later this year
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's it's been more of inbound interest that's coming to us and there's a good amount of it coming um some including the ones that we talked to uh, earlier um and you know we're going to be opportunistic about it
0: mm-hmm. um <sighs> Let's let's start talking about some of the sort of industry trends or maybe economic trends. Um, I would think that you guys, I mean, you're seeing a lot of small businesses as clients and you're seeing their spend, right? Now, if the economy is slowing down, what does that mean? Are they gonna spend a little bit more money to try to, to, to sort of increase their revenue? Or do you expect that they're gonna slow down some of their spending? Or, or maybe they're looking for innovative ways of spending the same amount of money what, what can you tell us about what you're kind of seeing right now? Uh,
1: so good question. Uh, you know, we haven't seen slowdown in demand for our products mm-hmm. uh, and we haven't also seen, uh, you know, a decline in retention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are not trends that we've seen. If anything, we're having um, record demand for our products. Uh, we, we have a lot of cases where um our our sales basically are booked two weeks in advance mm-hmm. and, and then we have to tweak that to make sure that that doesn't happen good. that itself also creates issues uh so that's not what we're seeing and and perhaps part of it is that people are looking for more cost-effective ways of uh you know keeping their business afloat and doing better right you know a thousand dollar upfront and three hundred dollars a month versus you know p- paying or five thousand dollars on agency, and then uh, you know a few thousand dollars on ad budget, or you know all of those things, or having your own dedicated marketing person. Um, It's a very good deal. Even when sometimes we include service uh, components, it wouldn't be that expensive compared to what they would uh, have to do elsewhere. Businesses still need to uh, uh, continue, you know, maintaining themselves or growing, and um, and at the end of the day, they need the systems that we have um and is is one of the most cost effective and most integrated they don't need multiple solutions for that um so so that's what we're seeing the other thing i I think in terms of trends that is very key is ai um and i think that's one that i'm personally very very excited about right so um especially if you think about a small business owner Let's say just the case of building your website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, typically, it would cost you three, four, five thousand, depending on the complexity of the website, and months of back and forth, and you know all of that before you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's say you want to launch a new product line, like, oh man, do I have to go through that process again? Or now I have to find my, uh, you know, uh, dev guy. Mm-hmm. Now imagine with. AI, you go into our platform. This is something we're working on. Um, I'm very excited to, uh, you know, to announce the release of it in a few weeks, actually. Um, Let's say you go into the platform, you pick one of the website templates and ask you what type of business is this? What's the name? A couple of questions. And you press generate. It generates the whole website with AI. All images, all text, everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you might still want to make changes to it. Um, you know, you might want to still say, okay, what AI generated is like 80% of the way there or in you know, a 90% of the way there, mm-hmm. I still need to make changes. But now we're talking about like within the next half an hour, you have something that is going to be amazing and you can launch it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's also one of the trends that now you're, you know, you can do things quite competitively. Um, and, and that's a trend that I think is gonna be very important. Or, or another example of it that I would say is that, you know we have our outbound uh, sales automation platform for sending sales emails and cold mm-hmm. outreach. Uh, well, a lot of times the challenge is how do you generate the copy that gets people to mm-hmm. respond? Now we're actually working on AI to generate the content for you. But not only that, when people start replying to you, it takes a lot of time to figure out how to respond to these people and all of that. One of the things that we're working on is use of AI so that you go into your Gmail or Outlook and you say, draft the email response for me. It has already learned from your previous thousand conversations and it actually puts a draft in there like, okay, you know, nine out of time, 10 times is good enough, press send, done. So those are the things that I'm also very excited about. And I think it's going to be part of the trend going forward.
0: Mm-hmm. So clearly, you're one of the, these companies that, that uh, is embracing this chat GPT type of. Uh, yeah. um, product as opposed to somebody who's who's worried about,
1: it right yeah. well i mean uh, you know one of the conversations that sometimes we have with uh, uh our chief operating officer jordan is uh we admire the way apple operates that mm-hmm. they put ipod out and as soon as they put ipod out they start working on the product that will make ipod useless
0: right
1: right and I think that's the only way to deal with this, as opposed to you know head in the stand saying, "Oh yeah, but it can never compete with this and that." No, no, no. This is real. Embrace it. Embrace yeah. it, and 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 uh, keep up with it. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you're gonna lose your relevance.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to remind everybody that's listening. If you've got a question, and we've got a couple here, but if you've got a question that you'd like me to ask, Ali, please uh, use the chat function, and and we'll ask the question. Um, so, so we talked about trends. We talked about sort of what's happened within the business. What what have we missed? What else? Um, what 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 are you looking forward to in, in say twenty twenty three that might be a little bit different than something we've we've spoken about already? Uh,
1: I think we've talked uh, we've talked about a lot of those elements. I think uh, you know AI is going to be a big focus for ours, um, and I think you're going to see um, a consistent. Drum of you know, AI related features and releases um, with Wishbone over the next few months. Um, I think the other element that is gonna be important is just continued organic growth, of, uh, you know, that 30, 40%. Uh, we plan to continue, you know, growing while re- remaining profitable um, and, and, you know, keeping our cash reserve solid. Um, and uh, I think uh, over, later this year, we'll probably become more active on the M&A side as well. Um, and so there's two paths we can go there, you know, with increased cash flow, either at some point we become more active on the M&A side or we become more active on the share buyback side. Mm-hmm. Uh, if our own share prices are too low, uh, not allowing us to have good accretive acquisitions, then you know the best acquisition opportunities are our own shares, and we'll uh, then become more aggressive there. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. On that note, we do have a question here. It says uh, the company hasn't bought back their own shares since October 2022. Mm-hmm. Is share back is is share buyback program still in place?
1: Yeah. So share buyback programs are generally approved by the exchange for one year terms. Uh, so we have that. Um you know, given where the market conditions were, we were being a little bit more cautious and saying, let's just keep all the cash uh, as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But as I just said, it is something that uh, as our cash position starts becoming stronger, uh, becomes uh, more important for us to take seriously. Um, right now, mostly we're saying, well, still investing in our growth and, you know, uh, whether it's sales or product development and you know, all of that. Would be better use of the funds. So uh, right now we don't have a plan to become very aggressive on that. Uh, you know sometimes we might buy back a little bit, and we'll let the market uh, you know deal with it. But uh, it it might change in the coming months.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't remember the, the balance sheet, but I've got a question here that says uh, current assets are below current liabilities on the balance sheet as of Q three. Uh, does company have enough cash to manage opex and manage working capital?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so um, we are cash flow positive. Uh, the assets and liabilities, I have to look at what the details are. A lot of it is, um, you know, for example, prepaid uh, revenue or those kind of things. Uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, but we definitely, uh, our, our cash position is not going down quarter after quarter, mm-hmm. uh, even though we're actually paying for air house now through cash as well we're not mm-hmm. issuing new shares even though we have the option you can choose between the two. Um, and, uh, no, um, we, we haven't raised money in a, in a long while uh, and we don't have any plans to, um, and, uh, don't see the need for it. Uh, again, also remember two and a half million cash that we have that is uh, steady plus the 6 million line of credit that we haven't touched from mm-hmm. national bank of Canada. I think the terms are very favorable as well. Uh, but, uh, we we think we can grow aggressively and responsibly. We don't see uh, really a, a contradiction between those two.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, and then I mean you touched on this a little bit uh, a little while ago here, but the question is, can you tell us what's changing in the private slash public market for multiples? on revenue, Um, you talked about, you know, you're trading one and a half times revenue, but are you seeing a difference between what's trading in the public market and what's trading in the private market?
1: Um, To some extent, um, so to some extent, but but even in the private market, for example, there was a deal that uh, came to our desk that year and a half ago, if I'm not mistaken, we talked to them and their expectation was $2.5 million and it came back to us a couple of months ago, same revenue, but this time they expected $700,000 or $800,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying, you know, just cash is the most important thing for us. We want to move on to other things. Unfortunately, we didn't end up being able to uh, close that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but but uh, that's a different thing. So, so we do see that even in the private market, some of the valuations are coming down. Definitely VCs are uh, becoming a lot Victor with their criteria, you know, their fundraisings are changing. But I think the challenge here, though, is that um, a lot of times, a lot of the companies that might be more willing to sell at very low valuations might be the companies that are losing a ton of cash and Mm -hmm. have a lot of liabilities and all that. And that's not the kind of business we generally acquire. We generally acquire companies that um, are profitable and, and we can grow faster together. They might be stagnant but we can we can mm. make them grow fast uh, but not losing money. Mm. And those companies, their valuations might not come down that much because right. the founder says, I expected to get this much, doesn't matter if the market is bad, I'll just wait longer.
0: Right, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so any plans to get listed on, well, NASDAQ, but I guess any any you exchange, do you have any plans of of moving um, off the the venture exchange right now, and, and part of the question also also says uh, you know sixty five percent of your revenue comes from the U S. So I, I would almost think that at some point you're you're looking at U S. listing, uh, but any any plans for that uh, relatively soon?
1: Yeah, so on the 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 T S X main board uh, we have the plan. Uh, I can't share the specific timeline for it, but it's not going to be very, uh, long. Uh, term it would be relatively on a uh, short-term basis. On Nasdaq for sure as well. I think we see two things. One is that um, as we grow and become larger, Nasdaq is uh, a market that generally would value our type of business better, and the U.S. market understands uh, stats and technology and marketing space uh, better, unfortunately, than the Canadian market, and and, and rewards uh, them on the valuations better. Um, and as such, it will make sense for us to uh, list in NASDAQ at some point. Uh, but we get uh, differing opinions on this. I, I believe we're too small still to list on NASDAQ at 25 million revenue. Mm-hmm. So I think we would want to be larger before we do that. And you know, w- generally, when you do that, also, you would have to do a raise of 15, 20 million. And then that you know, around 40 million market cap, that's quite diluted. So uh, we would want to wait a little bit longer before we do that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Ali, uh, I was asked this question I asked you last time, but what, what keeps you up at night? What's uh, what's predominantly on your mind right now about the
1: business? Uh, what keeps you up at night? Um, well, one of the things that uh, we've uh, worked very uh, heavily on has been integrating all the different companies that we've acquired into one platform. So that when you go into Wishpond, uh, you can switch between, you know, the sales outreach versus SMS marketing versus referral marketing with a click of a button and single sign on. You don't have to log in multiple times. All the data comes in the same place. And now we have trained a lot of our sales executives to sell as a bundled package, um, versus previously where they were selling them as siloed pollutions versus separate versus IQ separately from Wishbone and so forth, and that uh, process initially had some challenges and was definitely keeping keeping me up at night because you know there are salespeople in the organization that are trained and used to the old way of selling and the old prices and all of that, and changing that uh, was a was a bit of a challenge. And then uh, we actually we said, well maybe the new account executives that we're getting, it would be easier to do that. So the new packages would be the new account executives we're adding and that's what we did and it's working a lot better. And we're over time transitioning some of our old salespeople to uh, do the bundled sales and the, the uh, integrated platform. So that has been definitely uh, not without uh, hassle. And that's one that uh, I'm excited to see by the way that the retention on it is substantially better than the side solutions. So that's great, but yeah. it, it requires a lot of effort in making sure that everyone embraces the change.
0: Mm, I gotcha. Um, so the last couple of questions here, the. You know, investors like ourselves, what do you think we should pay the most attention to or what sort of metrics, maybe catalysts or just things in general that we should be watching out for or paying attention to? Really understand how how well you guys are doing in, the, in the, sort
1: of the coming year. I think uh, two things. I mean, uh, financial performance is going to be very important to pay attention to, whether it's top line growth or you know adjusted EBITDA. Uh, um, you know, in our case, adjusted EBITDA basically gets closer to cash flow statement. But you can look at cash balance also if you want something to see what was the cash balance last quarter versus this quarter and so forth. Uh, so that's that's on one side. The other uh side of it is paying attention to the product releases we're putting out some of the ai ones that i mentioned uh you know they're they're quite important um and i think as you see some of the releases uh, a picture will form in terms of where we're going and the significance of it to small business market
0: mm-hmm. and then you know what lastly just um is there any key takeaway or key message you want to make sure everybody walks away with today
1: um, I, I think I think the key message is that uh, uh, you know Wishfund is a is a company that is solving a real problem in the SMB market that is millions of small businesses that are underserved. Uh, we have a profitable way of reaching them. Uh, we are uh, growing aggressively, 30-40% annually, organically, plus acquisitions um and and we're doing that while being cash flow positive uh and we've been very you know careful with our uh use of cash and you know capital allocation and i i think to some extent when i look at wishbone i'm like this can be the next shopify right Mm -hmm. you know shopify came in and said well you know it's, it's a hassle to set up an online shop and um Similarly, large businesses could hire uh, you know, developers and go and get open source or closed source e-commerce solution and make it exactly what they want, but small businesses can't. How can we make it so any entrepreneur can launch a, a shop in a day or two? And uh, such a large market, and they've done uh, tremendously well with that, but the challenge is that even with that, you set up the shop, it doesn't mean that you build it, they come, they won't come. So that's where Wishmon comes in. There's still no solution by Wishmon that helps just about anyone solve this thinking mm-hmm. problem of if you built it will they come and and that's why I think you know it's a, it's a product and solution that resonates well and has the potential of becoming a major player in the market.
0: Fantastic. Um, well, great well listen um, we've been speaking with Ali Tej Skander uh, Wishpond technologies symbol again is WISH or wish. Uh, on the Venture Exchange. Ali, uh, great to catch up with you again and looking forward to catching up with you again soon.
1: Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, Always great chatting with you.
0: Appreciate it. Bye for now.